let's try again. And a five. All right. Four. <laughs> three. Two. Seven. Twelve. Blue. Green. One. Go. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Wayward Dragons. Uh, if things sound a little funky today, we're having some technical difficulties. Sorry, I am so tired. I know, I feel it. As I say in previous episodes, my my job has us working six days a week until further notice, and it's damn near impossible to get take time off. Apparently, wow, uh, you're in so high demand. Mentally drained, uh, just a little bit. So if I go on some weird side quests, there actually are some fun <laughs> ones in with this that are relevant to our thing. But if I go on this weird side quests, just work with it, people. This is going to be an interesting episode. <laughs> yes. Yes, it will be. To tell you how tired I am, I look like I am stoned and I am not you a do. stoner. No, you're not. Yeah. You look like, like I will be in a couple <laughs> <laughs> My eyes are super bloodshot. They're hard to keep open. Uh, the cat decided to continuously boop me in the nose for about two and a half hours last night. So I got little to no sleep plus massive amounts of work. But that's enough about me. Kelsey, how are you doing? How are things? I've been okay. Um, My red Cardlian bracelet broke today. So in my car um on my way home um so i'm not really upset about that um but i'm about to pick up a new cat a new kitten so my um my dad <laughs> they had a male i think get dropped off and before they could neuter him or spay the four females he got to the females so we have four cats pregnant. Two have given birth already. Um, so when we go down, because um, I'm on vacation because it's the one year mark of my grandma being gone. So for that day, we're going to go down and pick out a new kitten. Well, my fiance is. He gets to pick this one. So. Because <laughs> I've got three that I've picked. So. Yeah. That's yeah, fair. I got that going. Hey, how are you? How are you? Reading. Oh, yeah, oh. that's about it. I'm just tired. Family stuff. Mainly yeah. tired. Have you done any reading? How are you doing on your year challenge? My Goodreads. So I've I've hit twenty eight out of fifty two. So I'm a little over halfway there. Um. It will load back up. So I finished. Um, I've been reading the Sigma Force series by um, James Rollins. It's it's a very interesting concept. Um, so I and you can read them out of order. It's one of those series that the character development is going to make a little bit more sense if you read it in order. But if you don't, it, they all still make sense. Um, because I started with book 11 which is Bone Labyrinth um it basically goes into who 
Adam and Eve were um, in terms of us as humans in evolution. So where did the um, like boom of intelligence happen in terms of like us as a human species? Um, so that was kind of interesting. Um, and then I read the second one, which is Map of Bones, and that involves, um, it's so complicated, but the bones of the Magi basically are the bones of the three wise men, and they get turned into a weapon, and the Pope's involved, and it's really hard to explain. It's a really good series. Um, and then I read The Ritual, which is a movie. I do not recommend the book. That was one of the worst books I've read in a long time. Um, it, whew. Like, it, it's one of those books of, like, you go through a whole lot, and then nothing happens. Like, you go through so much, and then you're just kind of, like, left there. Nothing's resolved. Yeah. Like, nothing... I don't know if the movie's better. I like reading horror. I don't like watching horror. So I, I'm gonna hope that this is one of those moments that, like, the movie's better. Um, and then actually, before we recorded this, I finished, um, And Never Let You Go by Anne Rule. It follows the case of, um, Anna, uh, Rainley, um, and Tom Capino, um, he was a high-ranking lawyer in, like, the Delaware, um, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. kind of place, and it kind of talks about how he, manipulative he was as a person, um, and he kind of controlled a lot of aspects, and unfortunately, um, a young woman lost her life because she couldn't get free of him. Um, so it follows that court case back in the 90s. But yeah. Uh, how about you? <laughs> you mean I've, I'm supposed to read? No. <laughs> <laughs> so. With the, the only good part about working over is I do have extra time to listen to audiobooks while I'm working. Uh, so that along with research and all that stuff, uh, actually did finish six books over the past two weeks. Look at you. I feel accomplished for, like, finishing I, four. Which means I have five more books to meet the year challenge. What's your year challenge? Uh, it's one a week. Also oh, 52. Gotcha. Yeah. Set a low bar. <laughs> 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 so the first well I'll do this in opposite order from my notes so the first thing I read was The Light of All That Falls by James Islington it is the last book in the Lycantis series um, pretty cool interesting universe it's high fantasy uh, okay. has to do a little bit with time travel and other things uh, 
if you're a high fantasy fan and like something that's a bit different, but they are beefy books, I would highly recommend. There's a lot of interesting lore and backstory. Um, all that being said, the ending of the series was predictable to the point where so I say it's predictable I typically pinpoint things before other people yeah. there's a lot of people that get mad at me because I you know I don't do it on purpose but I will predict the ending of movies and TV shows and stuff just because I, I was the guy who always figured out who the uh, bad guy was in Scooby Doo before they, like halfway through the episode. Um, yeah, I'm and seeding that person. I think that's probably the reason why I'm not a huge true crime fan is just because a lot of the stuff's like, oh, it's obviously this person because of this, this, and this reason. Uh, eh. but I mean, some of it's predictable, but yeah. Continue. Uh, the other, the other two books that I read for pleasure are Siege and Storm and Ruin and Rising which are by Lee Bardo and these are the second and third books in the Garisha series uh, for anyone who has watched the I want to say Blood and Bone is the series on Netflix but it is the books that the book series is the are the books that that series is based off of. They've only done the first book into the show thus far. Gotcha. Interesting world, interesting lore. Certain people are born at with abilities as uh, Garisha, which basically they're some cultures say they're like evil witches and stuff, and others are like, hey, you guys are magical. You automatically have to work for the government and do stuff. So you have like summoners who can summon like fire, wind and stuff. You have healers who can, you know, know the intricacy of the bodies and heal stuff. And there's a whole lore there involving uh, someone many, many, many years ago who uh, was a the only dark summoner and split a country in half with this, they call it the Veil, and it's this massive dark cloud with these evil creatures that live inside of it and there's a legend of a sun summoner that'll be born that's the only one who can defeat the veil and one thing happens after another uh you know strong female lead of course uh one but one thing happens after another and things evolve i can't really say without giving spoilers <laughs> But <laughs> again, there is a bit of predictability in it, but it's still enjoyable. It's young adult romance middle fantasy series. Okay. Uh, the other three books I read are all sources for today's episode, which nice. are uh, the Scottish Fairy Book by Elizabeth Grierson. Modern Witchcraft Guide to Fairies by Sky Alexander and Fairies by Morgan uh, Damler. Damler. I guess Damler? 
I think that's how you pronounce it. D-A-I-M-L-E-R. Sure. Dimler. That sounds right. Could be French. I don't know. Um, so yes, this week we are talking about those Trixie yeah. folk. The, you know, the good neighbors, uh, <laughs> the fae, the fairy, which I'll get to why I'm not going to use that any further in this episode. That word in a little bit, uh, but the wee folk, the good neighbors, which I think I already said that, uh, Mogwai, yes, like Grit and Gremlins, okay. and the Joha. So what are these things, how are they different, how are they the same? So as I said, this week's episode, we're going to kind of be building off of last week's episode where we talked about tricksters. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be building off of that a little bit. So one of the most popular things in culture for a trickster is today's topic. Uh, most notably, you see it in, you see them in a lot of, in the Western world and movies such as Tinkerbell and Ferngully. And TV shows such as Lost Girl, uh, True Blood, and in books such as the Iron Druid Chronicles and the Tufa series, uh, the Iron Druid Chronicles Amazing Amazing Book Series by Kevin Herndon, and then the Iron or the Tufa series is an amazing book series by Alex Bledsoe. Okay. That's that's the one. The Tufa series is the one about the fairies that live in the Appalachian. Okay. Okay. Uh, and the Iron Druid Chronicles is a, a series about a two thousand plus year old druid who is hiding from the fairy or the. I just said it. Damn it! He's hiding from particular members of the Tawatha de Donna, uh, and. You know, there's a particular reason why he's hiding where he's hiding, but freaking awesome series. Hey, it actually goes into a lot of so random side quests here. It goes into a lot of like <laughs> different mythologies, and that's one of the things okay. I love about it is because so he takes it like in one episode or one episode, one book. He there's a demon, and so he's like, well, fuck, I gotta kill this demon that's flying over the city. So he goes to this elderly lady who's Catholic, and he's, she's like, hey, can you imagine the Virgin Mary? You know, like, what do you think she would look like? And imagine her, like, helping out someone, say, on the street corner. So she imagines her there. So he goes and visits, and hey, the Virgin Mary's there because, you know, things exist how we perceive them. Uh, the sure. gods exist how we perceive them. So he goes and talks to her and asks her to bless some arrows because he's going to shoot this demon down. And he's like, hey, next time your son's in town. And this is an Irish pagan. Hmm. And he's, you know, over 2000. He's like, next time your son's in town, you know, tell him to hit me up and we'll have a drink. And so in, like, the next book, Jesus shows up. And he's like, hey, my mom said you wanted to get drinks. So he takes Jesus to an Irish pub and they do shots of whiskey. <laughs> All right. And then, then that in a later sounds book, like an interesting book series. Then in a later book, Jesus shows up. Um where he was imagined 
or basically manifested by a uh, Mexican woman and so he's a Mexican he brings uh, the main character a bottle of tequila and they drink shots of tequila alright that sounds like a but I mean it's party. like it goes yeah it goes through all sorts of pantheons he has a talking dog Okay. Who, well, it is, technically the dog doesn't talk. He communicates telepathically with the dog. But the dog is one of the best characters in the series. Uh, hmm. Yeah, so it's it, it's fun. It's an interesting series. It, like I said, goes through a lot of different things. Um, do, 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 where are we at here? The side quest? Uh, I don't even have notes open. Yeah. So... so so these little creatures even caught the attention of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who, yeah. for those of you who do not know, is the individual who wrote the Sherlock books. Yes. He also wrote. I could have actually reread that because I have a uh, book of his that he wrote on the subject matter. Uh, but yeah, he was a huge occultist. Yes. And all that. So, we have some sort of idea as to what these creatures are, but typically a lot of the stuff we see uh, comes from, or that are addressed as such, directly as the Fae, come from Celtic or European, uh, or certain parts of European. There are many, many others types that actually exist all around the world in basically every mythology. Yes. Uh, So, the word fairy is actually one that apparently many folk do not use because uh, they believe that it is offensive to the fae folk. And that you can actually piss them off and hmm. instill their wrath. Uh, the most common etymology, or most commonly believed etymology, is that it comes from the title of the fair folk. And it just kind of hmm. gets shorted down to that. Okay. Uh, so this is one of the many titles that exists in Scotland, Ireland, and Wales that is used. There's a crap ton of others, such as, like I said, the Good Neighbors, the Wee Folk. Ultimately, they are beings of some sort of power or manifestation that appear in our world that come from another world. From a scientific standpoint, they have varying vibrational frequencies, which is why they can appear in our world and kind of phase in and out. At least that's the thought behind it. Uh, Because, you know, things vibrate at different frequencies. There's some belief that they simply exist on a higher frequency than us. So they can interact with our world, but not necessarily if they want to be seen or by certain individuals who are able to be seen, 
I can see them, but it's not something that, based off of what we have, scientifically speaking, we can just detect. So, like, multi-dimensional. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, extra-dimensional beings is basically what it comes down to. And a lot of the myths and everything, uh, you know, not just from the uh, Celtic and Anglo-Saxon mythologies, but, I mean, you go Norse, you go Native American, you go Chinese and Japanese. Yes. You're giving me a weird look. Yes. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but... You know, a lot of these have similar stories as far as the behavior of these beings, how they cross over, how they appear, uh, people going to the land where these beings exist. Uh, time does not function the same between the two dimensions, so, you know, you have stories and myths where someone will go and dance with the fairy. Fair folk and the uh, I almost said it. You did. Uh, <laughs> dance with I the fair folk and the in the ring, like the the um mushroom like the ring. Fae rings. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know they think it's just a couple hours, but they came back out. And it's been seven years. Yeah. And you know there's there's situations and stuff like that. So, while we think of them as little cute beings, not all of them are. No. There are some that are rather scary, grotesque. Uh, and, of course, we can see them as cute if you're, if they put up like a, they call it a glamour. But, yeah. according to myths, but not necessarily cute. Uh, there are so many freaking types. So, of course, most people know of things like brownies, which will take it and help clean your home, and you should leave out offerings. Uh, if you have a brownie in your home, uh, it is suggested that you leave out... So I think I get into that a little bit further. Do I get into that a little bit further? Do, 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 do. I do not. So, if you have brownies in your home, you should not acknowledge the fact that you have brownies in your home. No. You should not thank you the brownies. You should not give thanks at all. What you should do is leave out, like, a small thing of milk and maybe a pastry or bread or something like that. And the belief is that, you know, some of them will eat it, but the belief is that they'll absorb the essence from it. And, yeah, there's a, there's a whole belief that, you know, if you wrong these individuals, they can actually spoil the food, be, like your crops and stuff, because they will absorb the essence from it. Uh, and okay. basically it'll have no nutritional value. There's a lot of blights that have been through history that have been associated with people angering or treading where they should not be. Uh, another popular belief that is kind of not exactly true is that oh these things exist because 
they want to send us a message and they want to send us a message saying hey take care of nature and blah 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 but reality is is that as long as we're not fucking with their shit a lot of them don't they care. won't mess with us yeah yeah which i mean you should still not mess up nature but that's yeah. neither here nor there uh, yeah. So would you leave the offering yeah, so out you in your have, house? Yeah, just leave it out overnight, or you know, or like outside. Or if you have a, if you have a special place, you know, typically like a tall shelf or something, uh, that you can put it on. Hmm. If you have some in your, if you have, just fake folk in your area that you want to leave an offering to, you could do that as well. Just figure out where they are. And, to leave the offering but if you're going to do that you also need to make sure that when you're leaving it's not harmful to anything in the area yes so like if you have wild cats you obviously don't want to leave out certain foods because hey a wild cat could get it and it could be harmful for it yeah so you need to think responsibly there um, some other creatures that actually fall into this category are, that are fairly well known are banshees. Have you heard of a okay. banshee? Oh yeah. Okay, banshees oh, are yeah. technically a member of the same way. Uh, kobolds. Don't know what that is. Kobolds. It's kind of become popularized for D and D. They D and D depicts them as like lizard folk, but they're actually similar to goblins. Uh, goblins are another one here, but they're. A type of fae that are extremely mischievous and can cause havoc. Uh, imps being another one. Hmm. Pixies who okay. are pranksters. Leprechauns are technically a type of fae. Okay. Gnomes. Okay. And uh, selkies. Do you know what a selkie is? No clue. So, Selkies are a type of fae that... Do I get this further in the notes? I keep having to check here. No. Okay, so Selkies are a type of fae that typically will look like a seal. Okay. And they are actually... They are actually people. Kind of, Well, they're fae, but they will come to land and take off their skill, seal skin and hide it and walk amongst people. Well, the whole thing is, is that if you, and there's actually myths and legends of this, uh, but if you catch a uh, selkie changing and find out where they hid their uh, sill skin, getting tongue-tied here, you can actually get it. Like, that it. sounds like a hard like, set of words to say. <laughs> you can get it, the selkie sill skin, Mm -hmm. uh, you can get it and hide it and force the selkie to marry you there's myths and legends of this uh, what? okay yeah myths and legends of this so there's also a belief amongst some people that the fae are actually fallen angels and or demons 
Okay. Uh, some of the examples of this are going to be in the things below. So some of the little people throughout the world, you know, the wee people. Uh, you have the Joe Hog, which are, or drum dancers, which is a uh, thing in certain Native American tribes. They're referred to as little people in the Iroquois. They are usually invisible, and you'll hear them if you hear like drums or anything like that, and you don't see anything. Okay. Uh, they also leave rings of bare earth and bows of stone or mud, offerings like tobacco and fingernails can be put in these bowls. So I will say this. Uh, if you want to work with any sort of fae, if you want to leave offerings for any sort of fae, go for it. I would not recommend just giving a part of yourself, whether it be your hair, your nail clippings, your teeth, your blood, because there's you if you're gonna if you're gonna do something like that, you need to think awful hard. There's serious implication, regardless of the type of fae. It's like I feel like you shouldn't be doing that in general. Well, depending on what you're doing, and yeah, if it, it's one of those things, if you know what you're doing and you know the seriousness of what you're doing, there is serious magic there. Yeah, but you shouldn't just do it to for the sake of doing it. Yeah, that just sounds like a very bad idea. Um, like very bad. Like an episode of Supernatural, just like waiting to happen. <laughs> just saying. So they're also they're also used to explain disembodied lights and bad luck. Uh, when people usually see them, usually it's children, the elderly, spiritual healers. Uh, they are described as knee high. To around four foot tall. Okay. They they love games and playing tricks. Which can be dangerous because they will literally do stuff that they find funny even though technically it may not be funny to you. Yeah. Uh, and that's a kind of that's a, one of the common threads as well with every sort is that they'll do like little mischievous things. And you know, it, while they may find it funny, it might not necessarily be funny to you because it could be something as simple as like tripping you or hiding your keys. Mm -hmm. They love to take shiny shit and hide it. Now, so yeah. staying in the Americas, moving down to Mexico, and I'm going to butcher this so bad. You have the. Conquests. They're small elf or pixie-like beings in south and south to southeast Mexico, especially Veracruz and parts of Oaxaca. Their name derives from the. No whole lot. So, 
N A H U A T L. No clue. Uh, term. Okan Konich, meaning those who dwell in a dangerous place. They seem to have originally been guardian spirits of craggy mountains woods, springs, caves, etc. Today they are usually described as having an appearance of toddlers with wrinkly faces like an old person. They are known to hide things, get people lost, and sometimes throw stones at people. So there's a term that has shown up multiple times in doing my research for different things uh, called Feylad, and basically it's that's another thing they'll do is they'll fuck with you. So, like, say you're going somewhere, they'll mm-hmm. make it seem way longer than what it should be for you to get there. Or they will mm-hmm. lead you astray, even if you know exactly where you're going, and get you lost. Nice. That sounds like uh, so horrible. Moving to the other side of the world, mm-hmm. in Asia, you have the... Chinchin Kobakama, which is a Japanese house creature that prefers the home to be kept clean. Uh, that's kind of that's another one that's fairly consistent through all things is they prefer cleanliness. While they okay. act chaotic, they prefer to keep houses and things clean. Okay. Uh, specifically, An organized chaos. These, these guys cool. specifically like the floor. If it's clean, they will bless your home. If it's not clean, the res uh, and the residents are lazy. The fairy will pick on the home's inhabitants with no regard. So basically, they'll be dicks to people if they don't have clean houses. Okay. Uh, they look like tiny wizened elves. But are surprisingly energetic and spry. There is actually an old tell of a uh, where a woman is tormented by little men who live in the carpet when her husband lashes out at them. Uh, they turn into toothpicks. So basically, they they fuck around until he like yells at them and they hide as you fix. <laughs> uh, so another thing in Asia is the Mogwai like with uh, like in Gremlins okay. these things are often referred to as demons but their characteristics technically put them in the category of the Fae hmm. okay. uh, they will they will humorously inflict harm on people so they'll do it in a way they find humorous uh, they are said to reproduce sexually during mating season triggered by the coming rain in other words you get more of them when they get wet just like gremlins <laughs> no that's that's evil. literally where they get it from that's literally yeah. where they get it from uh That's messed up. 
basically they typically do this they mate at this time because supposedly they feel that their brain beckons significant riches and full times ahead okay the term mo derives from the sanskrit mora meaning evil being in hinduism and buddhism mara determines fates of death and desire that uh, determines where people go in their cycle of reincarnation based off their suffering. So uh, Gwai. Well, no, no, this is the uh, Mora. Okay. The, the word, he's a god. Oh, got it. Uh, meanwhile, while Gwai does not necessarily mean evil or demonic spirit, classically it simply means uh, deceased spirit or soul of the dead. Nevertheless, in modern Chinese, it has evolved into referring to usually to dead spirit or ghosts of non-family members that may take vengeance on the family. So, uh, one of the things that come up a lot in different places is that there's stories of individuals who have died who are later seen in the company of these beings. Okay. And this is like but this is just the fae in general. You have this all around the world where, you know, someone has died, you know, or they're believed to have been dead, and they'll be with the fae. Yeah. Uh, did it, so, knockers. Knockers are from Cornish... Uh, origin. They are typically fae. Uh, they're the type of fae that is heard all over the world. Some people don't believe that they are fae, but frighten ghosts and spirits instead. They come yeah. and they knock on things and, you know, basically be super annoying. Uh, yeah. They're the sounds you hear knocking deep in caves and caverns. In mines. Yep. You hear they try to scare off the... miners. There's actually. Yep. Yeah. And so basically, they're little pranksters. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Seriously. So things overall, uh, there's, there's a shit ton more different types of Fae out there. But oh, things yeah. overall that the Fae love. Uh, first off, they love be having fun. Like I said, while some of the things may not be fun to us or funny to us, they enjoy it. They also love food. Leave offerings for food. Yeah, like milk, cake, honey, bread, sweets, stuff like that. Uh, that being said, uh, there are some 
types of fae that actually enjoy meat. Hmm. And there's certain places that they will actually place when they have a fire, they will place a piece of meat in it for the fae. That way the essence of the meat can reach the fae. Okay. So it would be best to learn about the fae that is in your area. Uh, as with all things, when people travel, their culture travels with them. And you know, you you know that's why a lot of like you know, I go back to Appalachia because born and raised well not really born but that's where I was raised uh, but as most of my family's from there uh, yeah. or at least my mom's half but I digress anyways uh, you have you know a lot of fey influence and you have or fey influence you have a lot of Celtic influence and a lot of Celtic fey mm-hmm. and stuff there because of them uh, so things that they hate so typically they're not a big fan of iron. Yes, this is the thing that's been pushed and prodded and everything. It's oh, they don't like iron. They don't like iron. Uh, a lot of them do not. I'd say probably about two thirds of them, based off stories and myths, that do not like iron. That being said, there are so many different types. Uh, there's nothing as a hundred percent. It's estimated that probably about two-thirds of them out there don't like iron. They do not like certain plants, such as marigold and St. John's wort. Yes, St. John's wort, the herbal mood stimulizer thing. Nice. Uh, I have a bit of a theory on why they don't like St. John's wort. If you want to hear it, I'm intrigued. Why? Why? So, so the Fae in any incarnation typically are very polar with their uh, emotions. They're super happy, careful, or super pissed off. There's like a very thin line. Well, St. John's Wort, from a scientific standpoint, is a mood stabilizer. Yeah. So, so they live the on the extremes. extremes. They live on the yep. extremes. You don't get the extremes. Makes sense. Uh, they do not like salt. Hmm. Again, you see that like supernatural, a bunch of other stuff, but that is a oh, whole yeah. thing with cleansing. Uh, mm-hmm. But they typically do not like salt, especially in food. So okay. I have an interesting historical story that could possibly be Fay, but there's other possibilities of what could have caused it. Okay. Have you ever heard the story of the Green Children of Woolpit, England? Yes. So I'll kind of go through it for our listeners. I, I think this is fascinating. It is. Uh, so in 12th century, some weird shit happened, guys. <laughs> and the village of Woolpit in England, there were two children that mysteriously showed up. Uh, mm-hmm. Depending on the version of the story, they were either 
found in caves or they were found in the wolf pits. They would take it. It was a big farming community, and they would build pits, pitfalls to capture wolves. Yes. Uh, there was a girl and a boy. The girl was older. Mm-hmm. While this in itself isn't unusual because of, you know, the time period and you had a lot of people losing family members because of sickness and everything else. Yeah. Uh, these children had on strange clothing that was a weird color. Mm-hmm. They, But that's not the weird... That's not entirely the weird part. They also spoke a language that no one understood. Mm-mm. It gets weirder. Mm-hmm. They were green. Yep, like jolly green, giant green. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> So the people in the village, you know, tried to feed the kids all sorts of food. They refused to eat anything until they were offered fava beans. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, you just jumped into the notes for a second or something. I don't know. It I closed my version down. Okay. So. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. It was just the cursor moved, and I was like, what's going on? Uh, no, I, I closed out of them. You're fine. So they're taken in by a man named Richard DeCallum, DeCallum, uh who taught them over time to speak English and eventually got them to eat other foods. After a time of eating other foods, they ended up losing their green skin tint. Uh, but he was able to get some communication out of them after they learned some English, found out they were siblings. The girl told him uh, that they were from a land where there was no sun Mm -hmm. and the sky looked like twilight. Yep. They described the homeland as perpetually green and that there was a river dividing their land from a neighboring land that shone bright like, uh, she referred to the place as St. Martin's Land. According to her, there were a shit ton of churches, like Christian churches there, like there are in England. Uh, they didn't know really how they got to England. The last thing they remembered, according to stories, is that they were herding cattle with their father. And uh, there's two contradicting stories that are out there. One of which is that they just kind of blanked out and woke up in the where they were, and the other one was that they followed the cattle into a cave, got lost in the cave, and walked out of the cave in England. Yeah. So, um, caves, waters, waterfalls rivers, stuff like that, are typically seen as portals. Yes. Yes. There's a theory that that may be it. There's also a theory that, you know, they were just, I want to say Denmark. Don't know if that's right. There's there's a lot of immigration from the uh, Scandinavian countries because of the new king up there was being a dick and they 
king of England didn't like it, so he was having them killed, and there was a possibility that that's why they didn't speak English, and they only spoke some other languages, then it could have been Danish. That's a theory. There's also the theory that they were fairies. I just said it. Damn it. I did so good. I was doing so good. You did. You did. It's okay. But yeah. So we will probably never know. No. Unless we build a time machine and go back and ask them. So. It's not a bad idea. If you guys build a time machine, let me know. (laughs) I'm going to come with. Yes. Oh, yeah. For sure. Nothing ever gets fucked up from time travel, guys. Nothing. Nah. 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 It's okay, though. So the next couple weeks, we're going to be talking about some stuff that I would love to do right now, and that is dreaming. Yes. Yeah. We're going to take a couple episodes to talk about dreams. Need sleeps. Uh... Yeah, so we're going to talk about dreams and different interpretations, uh, how dreams kind of affect some cultures, some myths revolving dreams, some symbolism in dreams, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. We're thinking it's probably going to be two, maybe three episodes. Yes. So. Yeah. You guys will be able to come and hear my dreamy voice. <laughs> I, I I know I sound as tired as I feel. That was yeah, just a little. Sound like I have a sultry voice. <laughs> that hey, was weird. Don't you, do uh, that again. Why don't you come over and uh, listen to us <laughs> talk about some dreams and stuff? You're you got dreams, girl. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm gonna go take a nap. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. So, yeah, Kelsey. Before was, we do that, what are your thoughts on fairies? Like, do you believe in the faithful, the fair folk, the good neighbors? I believe that there are little creatures out there that we don't know and can't see. So and, yes, you're just not giving yeah. them a title. Yeah. Because there's so many different names. Um, But there's a lot of things that we don't understand about our world. And if there are multi-dimensional beings, then how can we know for sure that they're real or not? Yep. Like, I can't say they're not real, because I've never seen one. So, they're, I'm, until I've, I've been disproven, I'm going to make a giant assumption that they're real. That's fair enough. Uh, you want to tell the folks where to find us? Yeah, we have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter um, Twitter's backwards, so it's Dragons Wayward. Everything else is the Wayward Dragons. Um, if we messed up in any way, if we have an episode suggestion or a story, um, if you encountered a fae folk, um, 
you can email us at thewaverdragons at gmail.com. Just know that if you're interacting with us on social media, you're interacting with me. If you send an email, you are talking to Johnny. Just letting everybody know. Um, but, yeah. Tell a friend. Share. On Facebook, Instagram. Oh, you can't do it on Instagram. But you can share the pictures and stuff that I post on Facebook. About an episode behind. Um, yeah. I'll be posting pictures of my new kitten. Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited. I want the one with eyebrows, but I doubt I'll be able to get that one. So. Uh, my brain is not prepared for that kind of conversation right now. I was going <laughs> to ask how the hell cats don't have eyebrows, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not coherent enough for that conversation. I am way too tired. Um, she looks like she's got. I was like, you can send me a picture. I'll just I'll just scroll real quick. She looks like she's got. Can you see it? She how her fur is colored. Well, the fur she is a different like color. She, <laughs> she yeah. looks like she's got angry eyebrows. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's your first different mm, color. That makes like, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but knowing my look, that one's probably already taken. So, but yeah. Until next time. Bye, <laughs> <Kelsey>. Johnny. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> You're a mess. <laughs>